SFFYA listeners, and welcome to Backlist to the Future, our bi-weekly installment of recommendations from the deep and sometimes dusty corners of science fiction and fantasy. Because one show every two weeks is just not enough to cover all the books we want to talk about. I'm Sharifa Williams, recording on November 17th, and today I wanted to talk about some uh, wintry reads, because winter is coming up. Uh, I think Jen and I bemoaned a bit how quickly the holidays are coming up when we gave our holiday recommendations last episode. Uh, But there are some good things about winter and the holidays coming up, such as coziness, reading wintry tales that inspire more coziness. I basically just want to swaddle myself in wintry reeds and blankets. So here we go. Uh, But before I get to my picks, let's hear from a sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang. So this is an interesting love story. It's great for fans of Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and High Fidelity. It's set in the mid-90s at NYU. And it follows young Wang, who has gotten the advice of love through Chinese numerology from his uncle. So he believes that he will have seven great loves in his life. And then he meets Irena in 95. And she's like the best. She's brilliant, charismatic, quick-witted, funny. They fall in love. But the thing is, she's number six. So if he is to have seven great loves, does that mean his time with Arena is going to come to an end? So this is a love letter to Western pop culture, Eastern traditions, and being a first-generation New Yorker. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Song of the Silks Realms by Judy Eilin. Shi Wei is a talented young musician who was orphaned at a young age. Her sole family is a kindly uncle, but then her uncle is killed and she is, of course, devastated. With no family and no patron, Shi Wei is facing the possibility of a lifetime of servitude playing the chin. Then one night, she is unexpectedly called to perform for the enigmatic Duke Meng. He surprises Shi Wei further with an irresistible offer. Serve as a musician in residence at his manor for one year and he'll set her free of her indenture. But the Duke's motives become increased increasingly more sus when he and Shue barely survive an attack by a nightmarish monster. It's like, what, <laughs> what's going on here? So this book is a sweeping epic romanticy that follows a talented young musician who is swept away to the celestial realm by an enigmatic young Duke. And who doesn't want to be swept away to the celestial realm by an enigmatic young Duke? She's living all our dreams, honestly. Make sure to check out the new book. And thanks again to Song of the Six Realms by Judy Eilin for sponsoring this episode. All right. So for my first pick, it almost feels like a tradition to recommend this one. And it is Spinning Silver by Naomi Novik. Uh, I tend to recommend this book a lot when winter rolls around or when we're approaching winter as we are now, uh, because it is a perfectly wintry story. You can practically feel the icy fingers of the king of the steric on your shoulder. 
So <laughs> you'll probably understand what I'm talking about when I tell you more about this book. But our main character is Miriam. And Miriam is the, I would describe her as perhaps beleaguered daughter of a moneylender. She comes from a line of moneylenders, uh, but the story actually follows multiple perspectives besides uh, or in addition to Miriam's. The other big perspectives, the other big characters in this story are Wanda, who's a farmer's daughter. So she's living a peasant life, a hard life, a rough life. Um, so Wanda lives with her brother and she has a father. And then there's Irina, who's a lord's daughter, different lifestyle altogether. Uh, but she has her own problems, which I'll talk about uh, in a few. But really, daughter is the word here uh, for the three big characters in this story. And these three young women deal with the fallout caused in very different ways by their fathers. So Miriam has to take up her father's role as a moneylender and basically do the collections for him. Wanda has to run away from her father's wrath with her brother in tow. And Irina is forced into marriage. And, you know, this book takes place in a time and a setting where women, and especially young women, don't have a lot of options. They don't have a lot of uh, opportunities. So these three women are in a position where they're doing things out of the norm, often for survival. And because they don't have a lot of autonomy, but their problems extend even beyond these initial challenges I just described. Um, for instance, Miriam's boasting ends up bringing the king of the steric to her door. So imagine a dark fey creature, like, you know, there are the versions of elves and the fey folk that are very glittery and happy and Tinkerbell-like. And then there's the elven world, the fey world, that is a very dark place full of mischief at, at least and at most real deception and trickery and harm. So we're dealing in the dark world of the elves with the King of the Steric. So the King of the Steric comes to Miriam's door with impossible demands and then for Irina, she realizes she has a demon problem in addition to a husband problem. And Wanda finds herself now caring for her brother and really trying to keep them both alive and sheltered in this very wintry, cold landscape where shelter is very important, finding food is very challenging. So lots of problems here. But there's also an ice castle magic mirrors, harrowing sleigh rides, and all of the things you really want from a wintry fairy tale setting and story, which is why I keep returning to this story when winter comes around. I think a lot of us seek out books like this, the glittering winter landscape, some dark fairy tales, and a reason to pull the blanket around ourselves a little tighter. 
Uh, and it's also just a beautifully told story with compelling characters. It is different from Uprooted, also by Naomi Novik, uh, my all-time favorite Novik story. But if you did love that story, I think you'll find that really clear sense of being in a fairy tale here as well. Uh, Spinning Silver is inspired by Rumpelstiltskin. It is not a story I think you'd outright recognize as being inspired by that classic tale, but you will see it, I think, if you look closely and already know that it is going in. Uh, but, you know, as I said, it also has a dark side, so there are plenty of content warnings here. Check out the show notes for those. One of them is anti-Semitism, um, and Naomi Novik really takes a look at how Jewish people were portrayed in a lot of classic stories and fairy tales and turns it on its head in a clever way, I think. So, uh, but there are some other content warnings. I'll just list them out. Domestic abuse, child abuse, mention of rape and sexual assault, death of a child and animal death. Dark story again. So that was Spinning Silver by Naomi Novik. My next pick is a apocalyptic story, an apocalyptic romance, to be specific, and it's Radio Silence by Alyssa Cole, uh, which also comes with a couple of content warnings uh, for racism and attempted rape. Uh, so this is, as I said, an apocalyptic romance, and I think... I, I like to recommend this one because, you know, when winter chills you to the core, you can warm up with a steamy romance. That's uh, one way beyond blankets to get a little bit of warmth in you. <laughs> but this is a snowed-in, forced proximity romance, but, you know, make it apocalyptic. This is set in upstate New York. It is set shortly after a major power outage happens. And this isn't like, oh, the lights blipped out, but people are on it. They're working on, you know, whatever, uh, the grid. This is, the power is out. We have no idea if it's affecting everyone everywhere. And we cannot contact anyone to learn anything. It is every person for themselves. And that becomes crystal clear from the beginning when our main character, Arden, and her bestie, John, are hiking to his parents' cabin, and they get attacked. Um, so the one really sort of dark moment that uh, triggered that content warning for attempted rape happens at the very beginning of the book, then it's done. Um, so I just want you to know that. So these two, Arden and her bestie, they get attacked. And in the aftermath of this attack, John's older brother makes an appearance and the rest of the book is really just about them stuck in this cabin with no information about what's going on, just trying to get this really through this really terrible, hard to reconcile event. Um, I'm big into survival shows, even though there's truly no part of me that would want to test my TV cleaned knowledge in reality. Please let's keep the lights on. Uh, but I gravitate toward these survival stories and, you know, even when they are chamber pieces, as this story is, where there are very few characters, not much happens outside of this one space, and it is about what's going on 
like the dynamics between a few people. Like I love those survival stories as well. And this is one of those. So don't expect a lot of like things blowing up, action-packed running scenes, stuff like that. Um, the only time that really happens is at the beginning, at the top of the story. And then it's sort of a cabin tale from there. So anyway, John's brother, Gabriel, and Arden really clash. They are not on the same page, but they can't exactly escape each other in this scenario. So the tension, and I think you know what I mean there, is high. Uh, this is also an interracial romance featuring a black American woman and an Asian American man. And there is plenty of heat to keep you warm on those cold, cold winter nights. Uh, as you may know, Alyssa Cole, who writes across genres, is a superb storyteller. So you are really in good hands with this one. Uh, so again, that was a Radio Silence by the one and only Alyssa Cole. And that's it. That's it for my wintry picks. I hope you get to be cozy uh, as we head into the holidays for those of you who celebrate in the U.S. Um, there is Thanksgiving coming up. I will be reading some books and cuddling up with my blanket. Uh, <laughs> SFF, yeah, is sound edited by Caitlin Brame. Many thanks to her for making us sound great each and every episode. Thank you so much for listening. You can email us at sffyeah at bookriot.com. Uh, we will be looking for themes and ideas for topics for next year. So please send us any of your themes that you would love us to cover or topics. Uh, and of course, your thoughts are always welcome. You can review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you have a moment. It really helps people find us. It uh, helps out with the success of our show. So we really appreciate it when you review us there. Uh, and you can find me online on Instagram at Williams, S-Z-A-I-N-A-B Williams in the meantime. And I'll talk to you soon.